something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. checking in. How you been doing? How's your heart? How's your soul? How's your spirit? How's your health? How your friends doing? How your family doing? How your boo doing? How you doing? How your, how your children doing? How your dog doing? How your pets doing? What y'all been doing over there? Y'all, Listen, I'm fine. Biggie is fine. He's he's getting so big. He will be he turns one October 23rd. So I, I'm like, do I have a little get together for him or just I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll give him some. I don't know. Well, oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that's what's been going on in my world, y'all. OK, OK, OK. I'm so excited because Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins She's coming up right here on Checking In. 
Y'all, okay, <laughs> listen. <laughs> you have seen her in Dear White People, Netflix's original series. You've seen her in, in NBC's hit comedy series, Grand Crew, where she's also a producer, content creator, and a proud Howard University graduate. And she has her own podcast called Trials to Triumph. Please welcome everybody, Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins. Hi, sis. <laughs> Hi, beautiful. We had got right into it. Are you you doing all right? Thank you for asking. You know what? I am. Today's a good day. My heart's in a, in a good place. I'm feeling good. I'm in a good mood. So today's today's a good day. That's so good. I was talking to someone um, at Sarah Jakes's conference, Women Evolve, which was phenomenal. Mm. And um, I asked them how they were doing and they gave me their real answer. And I was like, that's amazing that we can like give the real answer. Yeah. How have you grown to that place where, well, maybe if you feel safe enough to, you'll, you'll be like, man, I'm struggling, you know, but how did you even get there to where you could possibly be like, man, mm-mm, I'm good. Or yeah, it's been a struggle today. How have you gotten to that oh, place? Yeah. That's such a good question. Uh <laughs> My friends, they held a mirror up to me. I am like notoriously known, or I used to be, I've I've grown out of this. So I'm quite proud of myself, but uh, I used to be someone that no matter what was going on, I would say, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But, But based on my demeanor or my disposition or just them knowing me, they would know that I actually was not fine. And they would, you know... Finally, I don't remember which friend it was. But one of them was like, hey, when you say that you're fine in a high pitched tone, I just want you to know that we know that you're not fine. And and honestly, I think it was me getting called out on it that made me say, you know what? Well, I just need to be more honest about it. And what I learned through that is that they love me still. I can say I'm not fine. I'm actually really sad or I'm actually not in a talking mood or I'm scared or something. I don't know. I'm just not in the mood to talk, whatever. And they're like, okay, but we're here when you are. I think that there was something about me that felt like I had to say that I was fine because people always expected me to be fine. And if I weren't fine, then maybe people wouldn't enjoy that version of Ashley as much. But the truth is, we are all complex in that way. None of us are always fine all the time. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to my friends for that. And so now, you know, like I said, with you as my friend asking me, how am I feeling today? I'm in a great space, but I 1000% would have felt comfortable enough to say, sis, I'm struggling today. You know? Mm. Listen, I'm so glad that spaces are being created and that you have friends Mm-hmm. And we don't talk like that. But if you had to, uh, well, I often will comment or send each other a message, mm-hmm. but just know that like, you're right. Like to get vulnerable with somebody, I'm grateful to know that space has been created for you to mm-hmm. um, do that. How do you think you are able to create space for others to be truthful with you? Because people want to know, what do you mean create a safe space? Well, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how we create safe spaces for others versus how we're feeling. They need to create space for me. Yes, 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 yes. I actually just commented. uh, There's a hummingbird outside of my window. Always comes whenever I'm doing a podcast. It's very like, I need to like look it up. 
and that's I'm just looking at the window. It's a How great cool. little reminder. Yeah, every time I'm in here, the hummingbird comes and visits. Look at me, me. looking it up. Okay. I know. <laughs> I'm present. Let me be present. They all have a meaning, but we'll we'll look it up. Uh, but I actually just did a post about this on my Instagram. I uh received, which I'm sure you get sometimes too, but it was somebody who had commented uh, about the, my podcast, Trials to Triumphs, and was basically like, I like the podcast and like, I think that Ashley is cool and whatever, but like, I don't know. I just feel like she just kind of like talks about her story too. And like, aren't we just here to like, listen to her guests? And I wasn't at all offended by the comment. But it made it very clear to me that the the person who made the comment didn't understand my purpose, my gift, or the purpose of my podcast. And I think the way that I'm able to create a safe space is because I'm sharing too. I'm not asking Mm. of you what I'm unwilling to also give. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's not what we're doing. That's not at all what you do either, Michelle. And I think we really understand each other in that way. So oftentimes, like you do too, I get guests who come on and are like, I've never shared something like this before, or I can't believe I'm saying that. It's, and it's because they know that I'm in the same vulnerable space right there with them. I'm not. Wow. And, and what I said in my, in my Instagram post is like, I just want to be clear and tell people I'm not a journalist. I'm not. I'm a human who likes to have wonderful, deep, inspiring, honest conversations with other humans. And what we find from that is always a beautiful discovery. But Oftentimes, journalists who we need, we need journalists, right? Journalists are very important, Mm -hmm, but their mm -hmm. job is to get the hard hitting answers, to get the facts, to stay very stoic so that, you know, they, that's not what we do. I'm having conversations with people I want to talk to and what comes out of that is, is a blessing. And yeah. conversations are reciprocal. It's you sharing something. It's me responding. And if I have something um, to share that might be relevant or complimentary, I will share. Now, I was going to say when she said that comment, the person that made the comment, do they have a journalism background or something like that? Because if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, journalists are taught don't inject your mm-hmm. personal stories or feelings into the matter. But I'm sorry. I love when Oprah Winfrey um, can inject a personal story, whether it's a trial or something triumphant and she's <laughs> checking in. You see yes. how pieced up, pieced our stuff together. I love when Tamara Hall, who we know has that show and she is a journalist, but I love every now and then she'll share something about her son. Mm-hmm. or something like that. I think it's so endearing because it, it brings that person to human form that, hey, they're experiencing life with us mm-hmm. uh, as well. So um, I'm glad that you were able to have that perspective and not change how you do what it is that you do. So thank you yes. for that. Thank um, you, I've got to tell everybody, you were in my video, Believe in Me. Mm-hmm. And I told Angela, uh, you'll see it's relevant entertainment. I said, y'all, she was so good. She plays my therapist in a video called Believe in Me. And I I believe I was able to talk about it on your podcast, but I have Mm -hmm. yet to share the story on mine. And I was like, Angela, she was so 
good, she made me cry. You play my therapist, and I'm, I think in the video, I'm saying the words of my song, Believe in Me, but it was the way you looked me in my eye. I felt seen. I feel like maybe I, I knew I was going through some healing stuff mm-hmm. as well at that time, but I felt like you created space for me to just have a real cry. That wasn't nothing. The director didn't say, Michelle, make sure you cry. <laughs> that was a real moment. Mm-hmm. So thank you for those healing tears back in 2000, whatever year that was, 13 or 14. Oh my gosh. It was like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Close to 10 years. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for That was like a dream come true. I was like, what? Michelle Williams wants me to play her therapist and her, this can't, like, am I reading? (laughs) Wait a minute. Am I reading this properly? But, you know, in, when I look back at that, we both got what we needed, right? You Woo! needed a good cry and mm-hmm. I needed to be around mm-hmm. inspiration. I needed to be around somebody who inspires me, who reminds me that I'm on the right path. And that's what you did and have continued to, you did before I met you, then you did it in the moment and you've continued yeah! to do it over the past 10 years. So thank you for that. I, you, you're, Listen, you're just a blessing. And I was like, y'all, she was such a good actress just you know in the video and so i am so excited about watching your journey your journey and it's like i'm a proud mom and it's not that because you were my video that that was something so low but i'm like i, I know her i know her i cried with her yeah so i speak from from that place um from your uh, of your journey which has been absolutely uh, amazing did you see yourself on this trajectory of acting and having such, y'all, I have no problem um, saying what her podcast um, is, well, we are content and insecure. So how did you see yourself doing everything that you're doing? Oh my goodness. Yes and no, Michelle, you know, like. Tell me about it. Yeah. So I. I am one of the 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 lucky few who who knew what they wanted to do from a very young age. So like mm. as soon as I could really like walk and talk and people are asking me what my future aspirations are, I'm saying I want to be an actress, I want to be on TV, I want to perform. Like that was always the goal. And my parents supported me my whole life through that. You know what I mean? I started acting professionally Mm. at 14 and had been in voice lessons and taking all the dance and all the theater. And I went to Howard University and got a degree in musical theater. So like I, I was always working toward the goal. I moved to Los Angeles at 22, eight months after I graduated from Howard. But uh, the reason I say yes and no is because, you know, if it were up to me, I would have like, I thought I was going to have like 17 Emmys by now, like probably an Oscar, you know, Tony. Tony. Yeah. Like I would have been like EGOT. All right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, so I say that to say that the journey has not at all looked like what I thought it would like Mm. not at all. It's been far harder, far more arduous than I thought it would be. But I talk a lot about this on my podcast, but I I have such an appreciation for retrospect because I think it's so important to be able to look back over your life and say, that's why that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm, That was the pivot I needed to take here. Or 
you know, even I look back, like I wanted to, you know, there were times that when I'm growing up where I wanted my parents to like pack up the house and like when I was a teenager, move to LA so I could be like Kyla Pratt. I wanted to be Kyla Pratt when I was like in high school. Mm. And my parents were like, no, we're not moving our whole lives to California. You're finishing high school and you're going to college. And it might sound like a small thing, but like Howard changed my life. My best yeah friends in the entire world I met at Howard. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, I needed that experience. My, the, the type of network I have, my sorority sisters, so many things that the things that I learned, the lesson, all of it, so much I got in those four years and had my parents done what I wanted them to do, which is also like what teenager can tell their parents, what she wants their parents to do. So I was already somewhat delusional, but I'm so happy that like, that's what my life was. And, and to go back to how I said yes and no, you know, I have a podcast, right? And I love being a podcast host, but I didn't know that I would be doing it because it wasn't a dream that I could have dreamt because it wasn't a thing, right? So it's one of those dreams and one of these opportunities that has taken me by surprise. And then I was like, oh God, you always intended this for me. This is, this actually feels very much so in the pocket. And it's been really nice also to see the doors that podcasting has opened up for the rest of my career and will continue to open up. So it's never the way you necessarily want it to be, but it's the way it has to be in order for you to fulfill your purpose. That's what I believe. I feel like you have such an amazing perspective on when things don't happen the way you thought they would, you dreamed them to be, but you know, okay, I'm in the, I'm in the place where I'm supposed to be at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of healthy, kind of mature. Thank you. I guess I never looked at it like that. <laughs> it's kind of healthy, mature. There's no entitlement. Mm-hmm. There's no, well, I have a degree from Howard University of Musical mm-hmm. Theater. I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to do this. I'm so, su- no, mm-hmm. you're not in total control mm-hmm. of your life. And it seems that you know who is in control. Yes, Ultimately, I do. Yes. Not at all confused about that. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 
Random comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, I wanted you to know if you wanted to know what sighting a hummingbird is. Uh, yes, I want to know. Just for y'all context, in case you're tuning in a little later, or you fast forwarded or something. Ashley, um, she kept peering out of um, her window because she said, every time I do a podcast, I see a hummingbird. So Angela Shin, she sends us what a hummingbird is. It says, to some, sighting a hummingbird signals that challenging times are over and healing can begin. Mm. As a as a spiritual symbol to some, a hummingbird means that the spirit of a loved one is near. 
The biblical meaning can represent faith and hope as the sight of a flying bird and flapping its wings exudes an image of precision that reflects the magnificence of God. Mm, now, if come you click on now. where it said, now actually, if you if you want to refer to it right now, you click that thing that say chat and read it because we can discuss uh-huh. this chat. Like, did anything ring out to you? A lot, actually. And you don't have to go into details if it's personal stuff. But no, no, like, no, no. Oh. We just talked about that. I'm comfortable, and we it's a vulnerable <laughs> space. No, no, no. So this she's is comfortable what... in her skin. <laughs> Yes, cozy. Hey. Yes. I know we're all still just on the high. I know. <laughs> My husband and I talk about it every like, day. How do we interject that in hummingbirds? I know. Go ahead. It applies to everything. Um, every time the hummingbird comes, I first think of my Nana. I've always thought of her who uh, passed away in, in um, 2019, December of 2019. But I always, I always feel like it's her. But the the other thing is that I think it's a reminder that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Like I, I am my podcast. When I'm sharing my story on other podcasts, it is in alignment with my purpose. I am in the pocket. I am doing the right thing. It is a higher calling on my life that I am fulfilling. You know, like it, 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 it reminds me that I'm in alignment is what I'm trying to so say. Good. And I think that's kind of what, what this is, what it's saying basically. Like, and also it's a reminder too, like it says the precision that reflects the magnificence of God, like God is always in everything that I do. Like it's that reminder. He's in everything and don't, mm. don't forget it. it. I'm here. I'm in it. I called you to do this. This is what I want you to do. You were on assignment like that. That's what it reminds me of. Oh, and on assignment, because you said you never projected, predicted that you would be doing a podcast. So maybe to me also the hummingbird is like, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So anytime you you doubting whatever it is, I'm going to send this hummingbird to let you know I'm omnipotent. I'm omnipresent. That's, you know what, Michelle, I needed to hear that because I'll be honest, like, my podcast was my idea, like, right. I created the podcast that I wanted and it was an opportunity that I sought out. But I think that once it materialized, I started having feelings of like, but wait, I'm an actor though. Like, what are people going to think that I'm doing this, uh, this podcast? And aren't they going to be like, but shouldn't she just be on TV? Like I started, I started feeling like maybe it was incongruent with my purpose. Like maybe, maybe this is a departure that like, isn't going to help me, but might hurt me in some way. And Mm. I was wrong. I've been wrong, obviously. And, you know, Daryl, my husband said something to me not long ago that like really, really spoke to me. And I was like crying and complaining about like opportunities that had like, you know, getting so close to so many jobs and them not working out. And I just, it was a, it was a season where I, not even just a day, it was a season where like, I was not okay. And I was really sad and I was really defeated and I was really overwhelmed with like, what is my life? What is my career? What am I doing? I work so hard. Like, why do I feel like it's not materializing in the way that like, I really want it to. And I was like, you know, isn't this my purpose? And he was like, he calls me Bash. He was like, Bash, I, I think you have it wrong a little bit. And I was like, I got like, what do you mean I have my purpose wrong? Like, what, what? are you going to tell me? Like, it was kind of like that right. type of thing. And 
he very kindly and gently is probably one of my favorite. I've known him for almost 14 years. It's one of my favorite memories of us because I thought it was so of God, it was such a message from God through my husband to me. But it also was such a, a, a manifestation of like, you know me, you know the heart of me. And what he said was, he said, Ashley, I don't think your purpose is to be an actress. Your purpose is to inspire. And there's going to be a multitude of different places that you're able to do that. Sometimes it's on screen. Sometimes it's behind a mic on a podcast. Sometimes it's speaking to students. Sometimes, you know, there's um, sometimes it's just when you share a nugget with someone you meet at the CVS, whatever it is, that's why you're here. And I was like, you know what? And it hit me like a ton of bricks, like a ton of bricks. He was right. And so again, if my purpose is to inspire if my purpose is to always make it clear that I am on assignment from God, right? Then my podcast, being a guest on your podcast, is very much so in alignment with the whole reason why I'm here. And I was just really grateful yeah. for that reminder. Yes. No, wait a minute. Because I'm going to get to relationships in a minute, but you're, I can't help but ask now, were you low-key like, Oh, you right. Oh, I hate you. You right. I know I would have been. God's still working on me. (laughs) Yeah, because I had to admit a lot. It it required me to admit things to myself that maybe I had been like blocking blessings because I didn't think it was my purpose or not or not embracing other talents and and sectors to my and, and facets of my creativity because it it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a traditional actor on a TV show or on stage. Like, you know, it wasn't that, but like, I'm a multi-hyphenate. I do a lot of things. I'm not one thing. And, and, uh, you know, Michelle, I realized that there was a box that I felt like I was, I was, I felt boxed in. Remember I was telling you this, the season of my Mm. life, I just, it wasn't a good season. And Mm. it was because I felt Mm. boxed in, but I had to admit to myself, I put myself in the box. The industry didn't put me in a box, didn't know, nobody else put me in the box but myself. And now I understand that this box that I'm in has no lid, has no, I'm not in a box, but the box has an infinite amount of room. I'm not boxing myself in anymore. And I think because of that, um, the blessings are, are flowing in, in, a, in a different way. Well, when you said you were blocking your blessings, there's a possibility. We don't know that we are also operating in a state of not being in a state of gratitude. Mm. You know, it's like, so it took your husband to be like, wait a minute. Maybe you're meant to inspire in so many ways. So you get the perspective. You're like, Lord, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm so grateful (laughs) for all the ways Mm. you allow Ashley, me, such a creative person to inspire and I got a box story for you mm, about yes. being in a box if y'all don't mind can, to the person that trolled her the other day <laughs> do you mind if I tell my story about being in a box is it okay we, we want to hear the box story okay. we want to hear it we want to hear it <laughs> okay because sus it might bless you too okay mm. cool, 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 cool okay here we go so <laughs> I was on a plane coming back from um, an award show. Okay, I'll say it. It was a gospel award show. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh my God, tears flowing down my eyes. I remember my head is laying against the window because I felt rejected. 
and Bebe. The Holy Spirit said, why are you crying about a box that I never put you in? I wiped them tears. I said, my bad. I'm sorry. I was just playing. Let me look at my calendar. Maybe my cycle is coming. (laughs) But we look at so many things like, yeah, you did your job, your assignment here to inspire, but don't just put yourself. This is my earphone box. Mm-hmm. Every there's so much more outside of this box that we limit ourselves to, and we over here crying tears and everything about a box that he never mm-hmm. put us in. That's the thing. Like, who put you in the box? You have to be honest about that. And and oftentimes you put yourself in the box. Bloop. And, and that you have to reckon with that. <laughs> and did. And did. And now you got to figure out, well, why did you put yourself in the box? Is it fears and securities or feeling like you should only be over here right now and not, you know, but I know even the root of that is I would, I remember being told, you know, you need to stick to one thing. You need to stick to one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When was that? When was that? Do you remember when that was? Oh, this was in the early 2000s. This was mm-hmm. so, so many years ago. And I think the desires that I had back then, I'm I'm walking in them now because I'm like, we would have never seen at a time in the industry, you better be doing multiple things because the music industry is different. Mm-hmm. So you better be doing some other things. You better start being great and taking classes and being experts in other areas. Now I try to make it all make sense, you know, with my purpose and assignment, mm-hmm. you know, I want it to all make sense. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why she's oh, okay. That podcast, you know, but, but then again, I have to check myself too. Everything that we do sometimes is not meant to understood until the fruit of it Ooh. comes. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to to keep putting one foot in front of the other and say, I, this feels wonky. I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, when you have that feeling mm-hmm. inside of your spirit where you know, you're in the right place and you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you just have to be patient. And, and like you said, have a really strong gratitude practice in the midst of it all. Have a really strong gratitude process trying to be happy in all things. And I definitely want to um, discuss that word happiness because you were sharing that happiness don't always come easily, naturally, especially as a black woman. Yeah. Can you share about you saying that? Can you share about that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the older I get, the more I realize that like, Life and everything in life is cyclical. You can only really appreciate happy days when you've had really sad ones. So I learned to, because you have to have that juxtaposition, right? Like anyone that only knows one thing doesn't have the life perspective. So, you know, those are the people that when one bad thing happens, they're like freaking out because they don't have any, there's no, resiliency and and you know there's people who there's people who yeah there's people who fight uh not fight there's people i think who feel like but but you shouldn't have to be resilient like in life you shouldn't have to to have a resiliency and and i I disagree. I think resiliency is what builds character i think oh no you need some bounce back 
Yeah. Like you have to have a buoyancy to, to get you through life. Like you can't just be like swimming through like that's That's impossible. There's, there's waves, there's a tide, there's currents, there's a storm. Like there's all sorts of things. Baby, we need to be like them trees. You know, when the storm hit and that tree be leaning and you think it's going to break, that thing be leaning. And then in the perk up, then that storm, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be swaying. It yeah. don't break. It doesn't break. But like what 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 happens though, right? There's still might have lost some branches, might be some leaves. Pruning, on the which is yeah, necessary. There, some, yeah, there's pruning, there's shedding that's happening. You still had to to shake some stuff off of you, but you you're standing in the sunshine after the storm, right? That's good. You know what I mean? You're still growing, your roots are still in the ground, you're still planted. And so, yeah. So I feel like. Yeah. Happiness isn't always a part of our existence and that's okay. It's what am I doing with the days where I'm not happy? Am I believing that there's a happy day that is still coming or am I, or am I sitting in it or am I sitting and wallowing in it and believing that this is my life? What do you say to the people who be like, you don't have empathy to be able to say something like that. You can only be in a place of healing and be on a journey of being self-aware to be like, to have that perspective? I would say, hmm, that's a good question. I think I would say. You don't understand what I'm going through. How do you not have empathy? Well, I would say I do have empathy. <laughs> I'm a very empathetic person. And, and I would say I, I am rooting for you. But I would also say, like I said, we can go back to retrospect. There's not one person in the world who has had all bad days. That's not how it works. There are some of us who have had far more bad days than others. That is a fact. But again, if we go back to gratitude, Michelle, there's always something to be grateful for. My gratitude practice includes me putting something in my gratitude jar, even if I feel like I don't have something. Sometimes it's like my nail polish didn't chip. Sometimes it's I got my dream job. Sometimes it's there was food on the table today. Mm, yeah. But there's something, the sunshine. I, I liked the way the sun felt on my face today. So what I would say is like, Look back over your life. And I actually think there has been a time or a day or a moment that you were happy. And like, hold on to that and remember that if you had it then, you can have it again. But so much of life is perspective. I, I really, really believe that. And like the mental agility, which is the toughest part. And I know so many of us struggle with that. It's not easy. It's not easy to, to work through and fight through depression. Like I, I would never sit here and act like it is, it is an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that it does take commitment. Think about the times, Michelle, when you were at your lowest, the only way you got through it is because you at one point decided you were committed to doing so. That's right. And, and I would say the Ooh. same for myself. Yeah. Commitment and resilience, all of that. Yeah. You know, and that builds strength. We feel like we just go get some strength. The Popeye, Salem and spinach. That ain't how strength mm -hmm. work. You yeah. know, I got it. You got to 
train to get that strength. So training is being committed. That's part of my training, my strength mm-hmm. training. It's getting up every morning. Yeah. You also, don't want Michelle, to. <laughs> being around the right people. Like, Ooh. listen, somebody listening to this podcast, this message is for you. Sometimes the weight and the brunt of what you're feeling is not your own. It's a projection from someone else in your orbit, in your circle that has latched onto you. Have you ever been, have you ever felt like, or been in a, in a, in a time in your life when you felt like, I don't know, I just feel kind of like down. I don't really know why. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't really feel like myself. There's been a few times in my life when I felt that way and, 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 you know, I'm realizing like, I don't really know why I feel that way. Like I, things are pretty okay. Mm -hmm. And I took stock of the people around me or of someone around me and was like, oh, this isn't mine. This ain't mine. This is theirs. And I need to kindly give it back, support them through it, pray for them. But this is not mine. I'm feeling I, and sometimes it comes from the closest relationships. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's our best friends. Sometimes it's coworkers. Sometimes it's a job, you know, whatever it is. But like, you have to take stock of a friend of mine said this to me recently, that sometimes you have to take a moment and, and, and assess what's yours and what isn't yours and what isn't yours. Mm-hmm. Give it back to where it came from, because we ain't got time yeah. to be carrying around what's ours, what somebody else's, what's the person that gave it to them. Like we don't. Mm-mm. We got enough going on with ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like you said, though, I can support you, of but course. I can't. I'm not gonna carry the whole load. No, because there is some work that you need to do that you may be afraid to do, or you don't know how to do it. I'll help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's find a therapist, some counseling together. Let's do some breath work or something. Yes. But you're you're so right. And it's to encourage that person listening. Maybe there is some work that needs to be done that you're afraid to do. And it's like, no, you do not have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be afraid. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Cleo! 
am comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of close relationships, you celebrating your wedding anniversary with your husband, Daryl, who yes. sweetfully was able to help you change perspective on being inspired. Do you think that um, y'all's dynamics and everything about you, the word like amazing, beautiful, and do you have something to impart into couples who might be struggling? And what they can maybe do to strengthen the bond. Now, I do want to say that everybody don't show. Ashley, every, everybody don't show the moment where their feet might stink. Mm -hmm. They got on your nerves or we might have got in an argument today. Or you might, but you share with us like, okay, this wasn't easy. 
Can you impart yeah. some strength to people who like, we want this to work. It's just mm-hmm. a struggle. Cause you said y'all been knowing each other 14 years. Yeah. And we've only been married for two. So I mean, it's been a long, it's been a long, it's been a long journey. We met when we were very young. We met when we were 22. And then I, I always say like, we turned 30 and we're like, what are we doing? We're in love with each other. And we've been together ever since. Oh <laughs> um, but I think the wisdom that I would impart is that if you are in a in a in a marriage in a relationship that you really really want to work and you're struggling to find ways as to how mm-hmm. focus or or return try your best to return to partnership mm-hmm. and and the reason i say partnership first is because what's changed my life about my marriage is that i have a partner in all things. And I think oftentimes when people feel stressed or strained in a relationship, it's because they feel alone or single, but yet they're in a relationship. They don't Mm -hmm. feel somewhere the partnership got lost. And I think that when you return to partnership or return to love, like one of my, which is one of my favorite books by Marianne Williamson, which is a great great, great read. Never read that read return to love by Marianne Williamson, but a partner has your back and does (laughs) a partner sees you a partner holds your hand when you're too scared to go by yourself. A partner says, I know you're tired, so I'll do it. Mm. Like, and vice versa, like partnership is, is invigorating and partnership is worth living for and it's worth fighting for. So if you feel like you can find that in your relationship, it's really worth holding on to. And if you feel like you can't, then maybe you never had a partner to begin with. And that's okay too. You know what I mean? Like understanding that, like sometimes we have to come to a realization of like, maybe we were never really partners. Maybe we were lovers. Maybe we were friends. Maybe we were, but to be partnered with somebody is a real blessing. And and that's what I'm most grateful for and what we really prioritize on a daily basis. And let me tell you something. You never know what lies ahead in life. In the past two years we've been married, there's no way we could have gotten through all the things if we weren't partnered. Like even the strike. I have a partner. We could have never predicted that my entire industry would just be completely shut down, a work stoppage. Yes. If I didn't have someone who, like I said, was holding my hand and is like standing side by side with me and saying, we're in this together, I think I would be in a much different place right now with something that again was un, when we got married in 2021, we didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> like there's, there's no way to predict that we've, you know, we've dealt with life altering medical diagnoses. If if we weren't partnered in it, then maybe we wouldn't have the strength to work through the medical diagnoses. Like it's it's partnership that's healing. It's partnership that's everything. And to me, partnership is what's worth partnering your life with somebody because that's ultimately what you're doing. Absolutely. Two whole people coming together. It ain't a half a person, like the whole 50-50. No, 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 no. You come in whole, partners come in whole. Not saying you ain't going to come in with baggage. Mm-hmm. Or stuff that you're still going to be, you know, journeying through. But it's like, man, can we do life? Somebody told me, uh, helped me instead of be like, are we going to ever get married? 
No. Can we do life with each other? That's what partners do. Because when we say get married, we really talking about the wedding, which is a couple hours Mm -hmm. for that day. But you got to do life together. That is ultimately marriage partnership, meaning you've chosen someone that you feel like you can ultimately partner with. And then the next layer is someone that you've sent. I can partner with you to do life with you. Yeah. And it's funny listening to you say what you just said. It's making me think before I got married, I was always like, I never understood why some people would make the choice to say partner and not husband or wife or spouse or whatever. Some people are very like big on saying partner. And like, I really get it to me. Like I always say my husband, but like, there's a vibe to saying like my partner, like it's, it's Mm -hmm. making it very clear. This is not just, this is, this is more than just like the title that you have that's on your marriage license. This is like, Mm -hmm. this is my partner in all things. Like not, not just my husband, not just my wife, not just my spouse. This is my partner. Partner. (laughs) And so I really just hearing you say that it made me like really understand the, the significance and, and the weight that saying someone is your, saying someone is your partner holds. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And it's uh, when it's a partnership, even corporations, when you do partnerships um, or if I partner with someone, it's like you mm-hmm. do everything that you can to protect it. This partnership, we have to, we do everything that we can to protect it. Thank you, Ashley, so much for giving us that gem. And I'm excited. Um, you guys are welcome to DM myself or maybe even DM her to even share, tell her how that yes. gem that she dropped is going to strengthen your relationship with the person that you love or anything else that she has shared. And I'm excited yeah. for your podcast, um, which y'all, it's on the Oprah Winfrey Network podcast network, by mm-hmm. the way. And so congratulations on that. And again, I'm so thankful to uh, have had you on checking in today. Thank you so much, sis. You know, I just love and adore you, Michelle. I'm so grateful for you. And you all like check out Michelle's episode on Trials to Triumphs. It's a great episode. Hey. It's fantastic. We have new episodes every Monday. Um, yeah, but this is just always a joy. I just love chatting. I could chat with you all day long. So I, you I know, it's so amazing that your new episodes come out on Mondays and mine comes out on Tuesdays. So we're not conflicting. <laughs> so you guys are just fine exactly. uh, to check out her podcast trials to triumph and, um, all the other amazing projects that she has her hand to Ashley. Thank you for checking in. Thanks sis. See you next all time. Right. I love Ashley. She is just, she's awesome. She's awesome. She's awesome. Now y'all go back and look at my video before the song I had called Believe in Me. She plays my therapist in that video. Y'all go back and look at it. And I hope that she has said something that just um, sparked some creativity or something she says that lets you know everything's going to be all right. And be on the lookout. Maybe a hummingbird will fly your way. All right. I love you. Bye.
Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.